Welcome to the Evolution Exchange NHS podcast. Uh, at Evolution NHS, we are committed to helping people and NHS organisations realise their potential. Our goal is to develop deep relationships with individuals, building trust to make doing business easier. We collaborate with NHS organisations to help them build high-performing digital teams. We achieve this by curating and sharing insights into the ever-evolving NHS and digital industries best practices. My name is Annabelle from Evolution Recruitment Solutions and today I am your host. Today I'm joined by Steph and Andy to discuss strategies to increase engagement of tech in the NHS. The views expressed by the guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the official position or policy of their NHS organisation. Before we delve deeper into the topic, um, we'll work our way around the room with some introductions. I'd like to know who you are, what it is you do and your biggest passion currently. So Steph, do you want to kick us off? Yeah. Um, hi, um, Andy and um, Annabelle. Um, so I'm Sefi Mariusbano. Um, I am a nurse by background. Um, I have been working as an A nurse um, in Croydon for the last during the pandemic, and um, currently I'm the project manager in one of the project managers in Croydon. I'm supporting projects um, within um, the, the hospital as well. Um, passion. Um, I've come to realize that. I have been enjoying getting engagement from different people. Um, it's it's one of the most difficult thing to um, obtain, but that, that's basically what I have enjoyed so far. Uh, it's basically building that connection um, among among my coworkers, among um, all of the other people who are involved with NHS. So, yeah. Great. Thanks, Steph. Andy, I'll hand over to you. Do you want to introduce yourself? Good afternoon. So I'm Andy Hayward. I'm a digital healthcare consultant. But uh, prior to taking this role, uh, my role, my background's all uh, public sector and NHS. So uh, previously CIO of an ambulance service, uh, and I've also worked for the centre and for a large acute trust as well, uh, largely in digital roles. And in terms of sort of passion for me, I think it's, you know, I, I think like you, Stephanie, there's the engagement piece with the wider workforce and making that you know, making digital matter and people understand, you know, how it can change and empower them. Um, but also um, actually supporting the digital workforce itself as well uh, and making sure, you know, they, they've got the training they require and they've got the support they need. So I think um, uh, a fair few of those. But, yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to the discussion this afternoon. That's perfect. Thank you both. Um, now that we've established a context of the two uh, of, the two of you, um, let's move on to the topic. So we've all provided uh, a couple of questions on um, strategies to increase engagement of tech in the NHS. So what I'll do is I'll work around the room. I'll ask each of you to, um, I'll pose a question and then I'll ask you the reason behind it and then give the opportunity to have um, a discussion about the question. So we'll start with yours, Steph. So your first question was, what are the challenges being faced when obtaining engagement du during digital transformation? So do you want to just walk us through where this question comes from from you? Um, so that question has, has, has come into my mind after um, I started the project management role although it's not um as as um as extensive as the others but what i've seen is that when there's something that signifies change there is always resistance even just presenting myself like i'm a project manager um, i'm working on some projects immediately people would think it's 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 a change and then they would often equate it to something oh it's going to add more work or it's going to be something difficult so i realized that's 
it took me a while as well to realize what um how to handle that um challenge so basically it's that resistance um and then people even just listening to you at the beginning so that's why i said you have to build that connection um with the people with, with, the, with the staff um, in order to just be accepted so yeah so one of the challenges that i would say is acceptance and the resistance to change and they what are your thoughts on that yeah, I mean, I think change is really hard, isn't it? And it's, you know, when you are looking at, even if it's something that's going to make your life, your working life easier, if your job is really, really hard, uh, as it is for a lot of people in the NHS right now, um, and you're, you know, you don't have a huge amount of spare capacity, you are going to have to spend some of that capacity on, you know, changing to a new system, learning to learn to do something slightly differently. So I think the... Like you say, it's making the connection with the staff, but I think also trying to work out that and patience as well, but also trying to kind of work out why why it should matter to them. So I know certainly when um, when we were rolling out an EPR in the in the ambulance service, for example, you know one of the things we looked at was you know, actually we were on paper at the time, and as a paramedic, you can you you could write on paper and look at somebody at the same time, you know, and, and not need to look down at the paper. But if you're going to type that into an iPad, it's 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 different and potentially harder. But the the kind of the messaging around that was that you wouldn't have to put all the details that you did before on paper because it would pre-populate and actually the hospital the receiving A and E would be able to see what you were typing in while you were on site. So that would make things better. You get reduced error rate and kind of communicating how that was going to make things different. I think the other thing uh, that we did in that in that space was and it will probably get into some of the other questions we've got further down the line. But it w- was actually who you have convey that message is really important. Um, because you've got a you've got a multidisciplinary team often in projects like this, and and you know that's why clinical leadership is really really important. So actually, if you're going to be conveying that to a bunch of clinicians or AHPs, actually having somebody who's from that workforce and who's been part of the project is really really important because they can you know they've got the respect of their peers for one thing, and they know that they'll have asked the right questions as they've gone through the project. So yeah, no, I think it's a it's a huge challenge, but it's you know it's one of those things that you have to get over if you want to deliver digital change. Yeah. Steph, anything to add on that at all? Um, I totally, I totally agree with what Andy said. Um, it's also identifying those stakeholders that would um, be like the champions, because at the end of the day, they are the ones who appreciate the whole project or the whole change, and they themselves believe in it. And so long as um, they they have the support and they are being supported as well. Um, so they will be one of those um, important people to get involved with the project and and with the engagement. And um, yeah, so realizing the benefits is one of the key factors that will um, convince um, the staff and the people to get in, got, get on board with um, any change or any project. Does that kind of answer your question there, Steph? Yes, it certainly yeah. does. So, so your second one was, what is the solution or best approach to overcome these challenges? So do you want to just explain a bit more about that one? Mm-hmm. Um, I think um, Andy has mentioned some of it as well, and I, I briefly mentioned some of it. Um, so it's basically identifying the stakeholders, identifying the champions, those that will be, the, that are um, hands-on and that are actually going to be involved. Um, at the same time, it's also um, hearing from them, um, listening to feedback, making sure that you've heard what the, the issues are, and then um, working on a solution um, out of that, because what I've realized is that sometimes there will be just solutions that are offered, but then 
you don't realize what the problem, um, how it came about. So um, yeah, so it is about realizing um, what is the need and why that need that that problem needs to be given a solution. Thanks, Andy. Do you want to tell us what you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with what sort of Steffi said there in, in that it's focusing on the why, not the what. It's the, you know, what, why are we doing this? What benefit is it going to provide? You know, rather than we're, we're going to implement a thing, whatever digital technology it is, you know, if you focus on the technology, you, you're not, you're not rooting it in actually how it's going to make things better for people. But I think the other, the other side of it as well is, you know, being open and honest about where it is going to be a challenge as well, because actually, you know, being open that change itself, there's going to be training required. Workforce are going to have to be extra abstracted for a period of time to do that training. It's going to take them time to get up to speed. It may be that a particular system may require may change the way data is reported back to the board and things. Yeah, you know, and that's going to take time as well. So it's kind of being open about the challenges that you face. But I think you know back to sort of the previous answer. It's 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 who conveys that message, who's involved in that process as well. And and whilst it's digital change, it's you know making sure that you've got that kind of clinical leadership patient voice in there if needed as well um if it depending on the workforce you're going to affect that i think it leads to some of the questions i'll ask later on but you know it does kind of depend what that digital system is that you're delivering if it's a electronic patient record for example then absolutely you know nursing clinical leadership medical leadership is going to be required throughout that um because it's going to change the way that uh, that doctors, nurses, AHPs do their job, you know, ward clerks and everybody. But, you know, if it's a network change, that might not be the same thing. Or, you know, if you're doing something else about moving to cloud, then you probably need to talk to other people, maybe in the digital team. But it's, a, you know, recognising who's going to feel the change and making sure that they're involved from the outset so that that kind of communication is done in the right way. And it's, you know, getting them to embrace that change early on. Um, so, yeah, no, I think the, the, the kind of, just making sure the user is represented, I suppose, is the main thing. Thanks, Andy. Steph, anything else that you want to add? Or um, I like what Andy uh, mentioned at the end. Um, it's representing the um, the workforce, the staff, and making sure that they are heard. Because um, at the end of the day, it's it's these changes is to make their lives easier um, or support them. And yeah. Hey, that's great. Thanks very much for those questions, Steph. So, Andy, I know you had um, about three or four questions. So, um, we'll start with the first one, um, which was, how do we get patients involved in tech? Um, so, do you want to tell us a bit about where this question came from? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, you know, if you look at artificial intelligence, for example, there's a lot about that at the moment. You know, people are talking about generative AI, talking about chat GBT, um, you know, the, some of the new Google technology with Gemini. It's all really exciting, but it's it's back to that why question, you know, why does it matter? Um, and you, if you focus on the tech too much, sometimes you can lose that. And there's kind of how you need to, if, if you're, again, if you deliver an EPR, an EPR, for example, you'll be thinking about how that affects the, the, the clinical workforce. But actually, there is that critical thing about, you know, how does how's it going to affect patient care? Um, and actually, how could it do that? That's the other thing is, you know, it, because actually talking to patients, really, and what they need as well, uh, and the kind of clinical outcome side of it is, you may think of things and ways to employ the technology that you haven't thought about before. So I think it's the, you know, ultimately it's about delivery of service to a patient. And I think that can be can be a challenge in the NHS at times where organizations that are working within the same system have got different performance targets. They're, you know, ICSs have changed that slightly, but they are all separate organizations and actually making sure that whatever you deliver kind of 
gives kind of an end-to-end improvement for the patient can be quite can be quite a challenge so i think you know how you again you wouldn't do it for replacing your wi-fi necessarily unless it was patient wi-fi in which case you might um but actually where you did do like a big clinical system you know how do you how do you make sure that you get that patient voice in there how do you kind of discuss with them how this might change things for them and actually give them an, an opportunity to comment about how it could be done differently for, for more benefit you know because it is really important um so i think it's a i don't necessarily say i've got the answer for it but i think it's a, it's something you know certainly when um i've had kind of been responsible for sort of a national website um for kind of provision of uh, urgent care advice and you, there was a kind of conversation about again how do we involve the users the patients in that make sure that actually they're you know we're doing what they want because it's very easy to assume when you work in the nhs that everybody understands it in the same way as you and it's it's not that intuitive sometimes so i think it's um it's a constant challenge you need to work on so i don't think i've answered the question but i think it's you know that's that's why it's one of those ones that you kind of always need to ask yourself as you're going through um because it is so hard to deal with that's great thank you steph what are your thoughts um, I think one of the um, key words that we've been using um, back and forth with the different questions so far is involvement. And um, it's also involving those that are um, the, the key people. And um, as um, Andy has mentioned, it's the patients that are one of the, I think that that's where um, it sometimes gets missed. Like whenever there's a project or anything within the hospital, um, who are asked are the clinical workforce, the operational workforce, and actually we need to involve the patients as well because um, they are also receiving um, our service. Um, so yeah, um, I think it's getting that feedback from them if they have anything in mind that, that would help or they've experienced that would add to um, anything that would improve um, our service. I think that's um, that's a key. Andy, any extra, any extra thoughts on this? Uh, only that I think if you are if you're involved in digital change and you want to do it, then it's always worth only because I know I've kind of done it myself in the past. It's worth checking with your wider trust because there will always be a patient engagement forum anyway. So it's not something you necessarily need to create. You know, new it, you you will have one in some some form of patient engagement team already with a cohort of kind of patients that are available to to talk to. So actually there's often it may not be linked to the kind of digital director or whatever else you whatever team you've got involved but actually making that link with the quickest easiest way to kind of get an initial viewpoint um because it's already you know nhs trusts are usually good at engaging with their patients already so it's just making sure you shift that conversation to the digital one thank you so that leads us on nicely to your next question andy so how do we get clinicians involved in tech so can you tell us a bit about that yeah, I mean, Steffi's probably got a better viewpoint, <laughs> lived experience on that one. Um, so, I mean, I think, I think my, so I've, I've worked with clinicians in technology, and they are, you know, often the best kind of innovation comes from clinicians that work in and understand technology and what it can do. I think it's, uh, but I think it's, you know, how do we do that as their job gets more challenging? Um, you know, uh, uh, where it's particularly pressured over times like winter, you know, uh, high kind of operational churn is how, how how do we make sure that tech is still important to them? Um, and I, I, I suppose I've got a viewpoint on that, but I'd be really interested to kind of how you've done it so far, Steph, as a, as a sort of clinician as well, how how you work that with your kind of your own personal experience um actually this is a really good question because um the 
last few things that I've been working um, uh, on um, recently is about changing um, the system from basically um, having a streamlined um, documentation. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought it was that simple, but actually it's involving everyone else. So I had to go to each of the, not just not just a representative for for each of the clinicians, the nurses, um, the AHP, but it's actually getting different views from from different people as well, um, because one clinician will give um, something else as a different um, different um, view. So it's basically getting getting covering all all the corners, all the all the views that they have, and. Um, sharing it back and forth and then making sure that there's a common ground and i think one thing that i've uh, that i've um learned as well is um you need to make sure that they are being heard because they the immediate response from clinical from the clinical workforce when um involving tech is that oh it's going to be another work is it is it it's it's changed we they are already in a lot of pressure and whenever there's something new something that does a change it adds to their work but actually it's supporting them along the way and making sure that the benefit of this is to help them and to ease um, their work and also uh, making sure that whatever issues they've had is is heard um, along the way whenever this you're designing um, or changing the system so um, what i've learned so far is that you have to um, identify these people that are Usually, those that are really engaged, and then those that are um, the most resistant, because you you will learn a lot from both sides, and actually both of them ha- share share the same view. It's just it's just getting them together. So yeah, that's what I've learned so far. Andy, yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I think what I've learned is if you can if you can get some clinicians involved right from the start. You know, and by involved, I don't mean just get them to sit and listen in on meetings and kind of be there. I think you know, actually test your idea about why why this thing's needed. You know, the the whole kind of strategic reason for it happening um, with the people that are going to use it. Then I think you then get that group of people engaged from the outset, and then you know, telling telling a group of of really hard worked nurses or doctors about why something matters. It depends on who's telling them. You know, it, it it will resonate. From my experience, it will resonate better if that is coming from a fellow clinician. Um, you know, you could be a member of the digital team saying exactly the same thing, but that you know that that person hasn't been through, hasn't got the lived experience that they do. They haven't been through the same training, and I think that really matters when you're talking to you know. A, a, a nurse telling a group of nurses that actually this is going to make your life so much better because it's going to do this, this, and this. It, you know, it, it's natural that you would listen to that more. So I think it's a, but I think it's you can't. The other side of it is you can't fake it either. I think you you you've got to have really kind of built that in properly to your project from the outset. That it's not just you know somebody parroting a line from the wider team. It's actually they're doing that because they believe in it. They know they're being involved in the process and they're confident that it will make a difference. But yeah, no, I think I think that's um, I think that's really important. I, I think it's a it's quite easy to say sort of patient centered clinically, but it really does matter. Um, particularly you know, when you were delivering clinical systems and things like that to make sure that those people are involved to begin with. That's great. Thank you both. Um, so 
Andy, your next question again is, is engagement the job of the digital team or the leadership team of the organisation? I think you both touched on this one earlier. So do you want to just run run us through the meaning of that question to you, Andy? Yeah, so I mean, it, it's, I think if you look at, you know, large scale digital transformation, the digital team are involved in delivering that and in some cases kind of showing the organization what the art of the possible is with through technology through you know better systems for sharing data for reporting and things like that but ultimately you know if you so if you're looking at say cyber security you know that that risk is a corporate risk if if there is a cyber attack on the organization that that drops um that drops all key digital systems that's an organizational problem it's not a digital problem you know it's a you're suddenly not going to be able to do things that you could before, and it's going to affect your operational performance. So it's a, you know, it, it's recognize it's the organisation recognising that that kind of digital t- technology matters to everybody, um, and therefore actually there are certain things sometimes you need to do where actually just the digital team doing it in isolation it won't work. You know, you, you need that you need the leadership as a whole to be talking about actually we, we're doing this because it's going to help everybody in the organization it's going to help us achieve what we put in our organizational strategy over the next three to five years um and it, it, it's it's like a bigger version of the kind of clinical buy-in side of things you know it's a it, it's been really but again it's being clear on the why you know why does it matter um you know whether that that's you know res- resolution of any technical debt or whether it's a new large new clinical system that's going to allow people to collaborate better a data platform that's going to allow the ICS to share data about patients all the way across the pathway. You know, those things, again, it, it helps the message resonate better if that was, say, the chief exec, the chief operating officer, the chief medical officer talking about actually this 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 thing, this, this system is going to actually allow our clinicians to operate across the whole ICS seamlessly, you know, like single sign-on or something like that. It just allows it to, to again, to focus on the why rather than the what. So instead, that it's something for me that I think you need that top level buy-in to, to really make sure some of the bigger things are a success. Thanks, Andy. Steph, what do you think? Um, I, I totally agree with what Andy said. Um, it has to be collaboration from each of the teams, not just the digital or the transformation team, but it has to be from the leadership. And also, um, I would say, um, involving the clinical, um, clinical group as well, an operational group. Um, it's just because we have this multidisciplinary team that we say, and it is actually a collaboration of different teams, different, um, they may be um, of different um, sectors or a different team, um, but it's actually hearing each one's side and making sure that there's engagement from each one of them. And I think that will also help with um, the success of, at the beginning, not uh, getting the engagement and also with the success of the project. So it has to be a collaboration from um, everyone that are involved, even if it's just um, sharing the message or or actually um, being the hands-on um, workforce. Thanks, Steph. You know, where you are trying to get engagement and buy-in, you know, the, the leadership, the, the wider leadership showing why that thing is important. Uh, it, it is really, you know, really helps. I mean, sometimes, yeah, in some cases, it's crucial because it, 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 if people know it's an organisational priority, it does resonate better than it just being a digital priority. I think. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Um, and then the last question. So, um, on the flip side, so does all tech need engagement? Andy, we'll start with you. Yeah. So I think this is. I whilst I was still in the NHS, did some engagement with a a, a team working for a large bank 
that kind of um, that did engagement with with their kind of banking users about how to move on to digital systems, for example. So that did need engagement, but the kind of driver behind that was because they were closing branches and people needed to move across. And so there was an element of, you know, we are just going to do this regardless. So they weren't engaging about whether they should do the change or not. They were doing the change regardless. And then the, the engagement was kind of for those people that needed it or not. But I think the other side of it that kind of made me think about this question was, Actually, there is some tech that's important, but that actually, who do you engage? So, if you're going to move to cloud, do you need to go towards everybody about that? You know, if you're going to refresh your uh, your network, actually, you need to go get requirements from people. But I think it's that it's that understanding of who's who's going to be affected and only engaging them. Because I think the other thing is that there's so much going on. If you look at any digital team in any trust, that there are so many different projects, so many different priorities. If you try to you tried to engage with everybody about all of them, people would kind of, I think, would quite quickly switch off from it. So it's kind of cherry picking what matters to various people and what those systems are going to do and then engaging about that. So it's a, but I, you know, be, you know should, should we engage with everybody about everything? It, it's kind of an open question. I just think, you, I personally tend to think it's better to think about who's going to be affected and then kind of getting started with that and then seeing what else is required. Thanks, Andy. Steph, what are, what are your thoughts on this? Um, I think with um, in anything, not just in tech, engagement um, is a key um, key part of um, what the success. Um, with regards to um, who's who's who are you going to get an engagement from? I think with the wider objective or the goal of of the whole program or project, I think everyone needs to have that engagement. But w- with when it comes to um, the specific um, objectives, I think that's where you have to um, tailor it to who will be um, involved and if 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 it's going to matter to them, because we don't want to waste their time as well, and also like we don't want to overwhelm overwhelm them uh, as Andy has mentioned earlier. So yeah, I think with a bigger picture um, or like the main goal, um, we want engagement from the whole organization or like the other teams, um, and then for the specific ones, um, we want it tailored for. Um, what would matter um, to them. Okay, great. Thank you very much. So before we end the podcast, I'd like to say a massive thanks to um, both our guests for sharing their thoughts. Um, they've been Steph Basbano, Nurse and Project Manager at Croydon Health Service NHS Trust and Andy Haywood, a Digital Health Consultant. Um, if you are hiring for a new technical role or looking for a new role, feel free to please get in touch with us here at Evolution. Or if you or anyone you know would like to be featured on a future podcast, you can drop me a message too. My name's Annabelle. You can find me on LinkedIn or visit us at evolutionjobs.com forward slash UK forward slash NHS. Thanks again to all our guests and thank you for listening. We hope you can join us next time.